What up, people? Welcome to the Doing Everything Different podcast. I'm your host, Devin Lars. And today I want to talk about how one speech led to Starbucks hiring my agency to produce almost a million shirts for every employee in the U.S. and Canada. And how it all happened might surprise you. I want to take it back to 2012. Uh, I attended an event called the Extreme Entrepreneurship Tour. And it was basically an event where they brought top entrepreneurs under the age of 30 um, to different schools around the country to kind of teach them about entrepreneurship uh, and talk about, you know, kind of the struggles and the reality of stuff. And it was an incredible event. And I met the host there. Now, I had started my business in 2005, so I had been an entrepreneur for a while. It's been basically my full time thing of what I always done. But I found it fascinating to be able to have entrepreneurs come on stage and speak and talk about their journey and just kind of use points of their struggles and stuff. And I just, I just, I just really found it fascinating. And I was, I just remember, I was like, man, I would love to, uh, I would love to do something like that. I would love to be able to share my experience and kind of illustrate stories and stuff that I've done, um, to the next generation, you know, especially youth. I liked, you know, working with high school students and different things of that nature because I, I thought it was so, it's such a good age and it's so impressionable. And I wish that I had somebody that when I was in high school came to me and talked about the different challenges and journeys and, and just the reality of what entrepreneurship can be. And so I was talking to the host of the event and he was just saying that, look, like, if you want to do this and speak, like I could teach you. and I remember I was super nervous because I've always been kind of an introverted person, especially in high school and through school. Like I, I just, I didn't like the attention being on me. I like kind of being in the background. Um, and so I was just like, yeah, okay, well, we, whatever. And so we, we ended up connecting. He ended up being a really good friend of mine. Uh, and he got me a part of this tour and he got me a part of speaking across the country to, um, you know, different colleges, different schools, talking about my journey and kind of what I've experienced. And so I really got into like doing workshops and helping youth and just kind of, you know, again, using my journey to talk about where I had started from and where I was, you know, where I was currently at. So in 2000, that happened in 2012. So I started, you know, from 2012 to, to well, really since the pandemic, I was, you know, doing a lot of speeches, going around the country, doing youth events, workshops, and different things like that. So I got this opportunity uh, back in 2018 uh, to host a workshop for some youth in Oakland, California, and to also do a keynote. And so it was, I don't know, it was probably like 100 middle school students, middle school and I think high school students. And so I hosted this workshop on um, basically how to set goals uh, and then after the workshop, I did a keynote and I just kind of shared my story and how we started off in our garage and, you know, printed T-shirts and everything like that. And it was a really cool event. You know, I was able to connect with the students. I was able to, again, share my story and talk about how, you know, entrepreneurship has uh, made an impact in my life and just kind of showing the the possibilities of what is out there. And so I met this guy named Fred at the event. He was one of uh, the sponsors, I think that helped and in, involved with it. His fraternity was involved in kind of getting the, the youth together. And so we built um, a good relationship, right? We met at that event. Uh, he worked, he was the store manager at Starbucks and 
we just, we kept in touch. You know, he followed me on Instagram. We followed each other back and I would just post content all the time. Right. I would just kind of share my journey, share what we were doing, kind of what we were working on in the business. Um, I would go into his store sometimes in downtown Oakland and work and I would see him and we just chop it up, just kind of like really building a, a cool, you know, relationship. And so after, I don't know, I would say after about maybe a year or so after that event, maybe actually it was probably maybe six months after that event or so I get an email from Fred that basically says that he had went to corporate um, to be able to help out with some projects. So he's now in Seattle working at the corporate headquarters of, of Starbucks. And he was like, look, we have this um, internal network. There's different networks within Starbucks, like kind of employee support networks. And he was part of the BPN, which was the Black Partner Network. And so he was like, hey, we're going through a rebrand. And I know that, you know, you all do good, great work. I've been following you on on social and kind of seeing what your your work is. I would love to hire you for this project. And so we were like, yeah, OK, cool. We we told him what the price was and kind of like what our budget was. And he basically saying that they were just kind of starting up and they didn't have um, a, a huge budget for it. But he was like, look, I want to get you within the Starbucks uh, network. And so I didn't know how the internal Starbucks system worked. I really didn't know how Fortune 500 companies worked in general. Uh, we hadn't we've done like some work with with corporate companies and, and larger organizations, but not really to the extent of being able to work within them and like really do some significant projects. It's kind of been projects here and there um, at that time. And so I just said, OK, cool. Like basically it was, you know a super, super small percentage of what we normally charge that their budget was. And I just said, all right, cool. We're, we're going to do it. I didn't really think too much of it. I didn't think that, honestly, I didn't even think that it would lead to more business within Starbucks. I didn't know, but I wasn't necessarily banking on it or expecting it because again, I didn't know how their internal um, kind of system worked and stuff like that. But I figured that, you know, Fred and I had a really good relationship. It was something that he was working on and doing, and it was something that I wanted to kind of be a part of. And so I put my team on the project and they designed the logo, set it all up and it, and the the whole organization really loved it. And they changed their entire brand um, internally for that network to the logo that we designed. So then we started to do work with them slowly but surely. Uh, 2018, once we did that logo, uh, they wanted to do some like t-shirts. So we ended up doing some t-shirts for them. Very small quantities, you know, started off at like 24 shirts, you know, maybe we did like um, different wristbands and pins and like different kind of uh, uh, products like that. So we helped design and then we helped produce um, those products. And our whole focus was just provide value, right? Like just deliver. We're going to deliver on every single project and we're going to make sure that we um, try to ship ahead of time. We try to make it a, as, as smooth as a process as possible because our whole philosophy is that if you make somebody's life easier, they're going to keep you around, right? If you provide value, if somebody's creating value in your life and some, some, whether it's an app, whether it's a service, whether it's a company, whether it's a product, whatever it is, you're going to keep it around and you're going to tell your, you know, your friends. And so that's kind of been our whole philosophy. And so we kept that relationship uh, and just kept focusing on delivering, delivering, delivering um, project by project. And there was one time, I think it was in 
I think it was at the end of 2018 or maybe it was 2019, something like that. I don't remember what the year was, but um, they had an opportunity to do a pretty significant order of 13,000 shirts for their leadership conference. And um, we were able to kind of build a relationship with that. We were working back and forth with him of just kind of, again, providing value and saying, hey, what can we do? We could, you know, deliver the shirts early. We can do custom color match, whatever it is that you need. And so so after we completed that project for the event, it was just, it was really surreal. They were talking about possibly that we were going to do a, a shirt for every single partner in the U.S. and Canada, and they call their employees partners. And I remember just thinking like, dang, this this is going to be, this is like, could be a huge opportunity. We just did 13,000 shirts for every store manager. And to date, or back then to the date was probably one of our largest, second to largest orders that we got, but for a big corporation. And so it was really cool to just kind of see the shirts. You know, we saw pictures of the event. We saw all this stuff. It was just a really exciting time. And it was something that was kind of crazy to me because this was, you know, we started off as in, in a small partner network in the BPN, and then it started to expand, you know, kind of across the, across the company. And so Again, our whole philosophy was just deliver value and, and provide whatever we can do. Just try to do it and make their job as easy as possible. And so we just kept the relationship, kept building, kept doing a lot of projects here and there. Um, you know, random stuff would come up and we would deliver different partner networks, saw what we were doing with the BPN and reached out to us. And we started to kind of build um, and develop their products. And it just started to spread within the organization. Right. Like, again, once you provide value and you're creating something for people that's making their life easier, they're going to tell people about it. And so what we realized is the best marketing that you can do is just deliver, <laughs> deliver, be on time, be ahead of time and communicate because that person is going to tell, you know, two, three other people. And, and from all of our experiences in the past, that has been true. It's always worked like that. And so different departments within Starbucks would reach out to us and we would start to build, you know, different projects and stuff for them. And we then did another campaign for the BPN that was like for some big conference that we did. And, um, it was, it was pretty interesting because the COO of, um, of Starbucks at the time, her name is Roz Brewer. She wore one of our shirts you know, the shirts that we designed. And it's actually the shirt that I got on right now, Keep It Brewing. And so it was really dope to see, you know, going back from where we started off with just a wooden screen printing press in the garage to now working with a company that I use every day and a brand that I really believe in and like. And now their COO, a top, you know, the, the second person in charge at the company is wearing one of our products was just... It was such a crazy moment, right? It was just such a crazy moment that like, damn, visions do like, like dreams do come to reality as corny as that sounds. It's like, it's true. If you, if you keep working and you don't give up, there's going to be a lot of twists and turns that kind of try to throw you off. But as long as you stay the course, things come true. And I think that was a, just a moment of reflection and, and gratitude and appreciation. And I didn't know where the partnership was going to go. I didn't know exactly how everything was going to play out. I was just like, all right, cool. I'm here for the ride. I'm enjoying the journey. I'm enjoying this process and I'm, I'm celebrating 
all of the milestones and the wins. Uh, I remember one of our goals was to do a shirt for every partner, right? You go into all these Starbucks stores and you see uh, the uniforms and all the employees having a shirt. And I remember telling my team, like, we're going to be doing that one day. And even though we hadn't, the biggest order that we had with them was only 13,000 uh, shirts at the time. I just kept telling the team, like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, and, and just having that vision in mind of like seeing and going into Starbucks and being able to see um, one of our products was uh, was a big deal. And it was it was um, something that I had in my mind that I was like, OK, this is going to happen. And so. As time went on, uh, th that was in 2019, as time went on, you know, things started to shift. COVID happened, 2020 happened, and that kind of completely changed <laughs> the world and, and the scope of everything and how our relationship with Starbucks kind of formed and started, right? Because now you went from, you know, we were shipping to individual, you know, uh, locations and different things like that to now the whole shelter in place stuff. And so we had to figure out a whole new kind of method internally for distribution and how are we going to send to individual people's houses and stores, like our whole business model kind of flipped and changed. And so I remember in COVID, it was a little, it was a little challenging. It was a lot. It was really challenging to to navigate. But my team and I were just like, okay, how are we going to figure this out and kind of go back to our roots of what we said? How do we provide value? How do we showcase and make it easy for um, the Starbucks team to adjust? Because they're dealing with a ton of different things and a ton of different changes. How can we kind of make this process easier um, with the T-shirt ordering and stuff like that? And so we just really just went back and invested in our, our systems and our processes and how we handle distribution and fulfillment and just got really aligned and set up the support system to be able to handle, um, you know, the new orders that are coming in and the new kind of structure of how uh, the world was. And so the whole George Floyd thing happened in 2020. And I mean, Everybody experienced it. It was it was an interesting time in the country, right? There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of stuff going on, um, and so we were talking with the BPN, and we were working on a project um, for some stand together T shirts to just kind of so, show support with all the stuff that was going on, uh, and it was a project that we were working on. And at first it was going to be an opportunity. It started with an email of like, hey, we have this opportunity for you um, that I think we're interested in possibly doing a shirt for every Starbucks employee in the U.S. and Canada. And so I was like, OK, Dan, this, this could be, you know, this could be an opportunity in our time. And so we got on a call. We were working with the team. We were going back and forth with the design, the production, the timeline and everything. And. It wasn't for sure yet. We didn't have a PO locked in and all this stuff. So we were just like, it was a it was a weird, interesting time because we were like very excited about the opportunity to be able to do this. And we didn't know if it was actually going to go through. And we were like, damn, are we getting ready to, you know, produce a shirt for everybody in the U.S. and Canada? And after we ended up running some samples, we got a design together and we set it up and we got an approved PO. And it was it was an interesting process because they ordered basically 220,000 shirts for every employee in the US and Canada. And we had like four weeks to get it done in the middle of COVID. 
<laughs> you know, and so it was such a big project and process. And it was just, it was crazy. There was a lot of moving pieces, but my team came together and we executed and we delivered it and we got it done, I think a week and a half, two weeks early. Uh, and the team there, some of the team there had been there for 20 years and said, this was the biggest project with the most kind of components and moving pieces. And, and we executed on it in a really, really good way. And I remember us, like, it was just all hands were on deck during this time. And we were trying to figure out how to navigate again. We're in the height of the pandemic, right? So like, there's so much stuff going on and so many safety precautions. And I'm like, you know, I have a team and I'm like, okay, if I have my team kind of come into the facilities, are they going to get sick? And how is that going to, you know, how is that going to affect things? So it was a really tricky time to navigate. Um, but we came together, we did it safely and we, and we did it well and we executed and the team was very happy. And so after that, the following year, we got a call from Starbucks again. We had still done work with them throughout the year. And they were like, hey, look, I just got out of a meeting. Um, we're working on our uh, 50th anniversary. And we wanted to see if you'd be interested in doing a T-shirt and a tasting mug for every employee in the U.S. and Canada again. And this time it was a much bigger order because we were the single vendor to produce all of the products. And so to be able to be called in on this project because they said we did so well on the delivery of the last project and from being a minority owned company and working on the project that we did in 2020, the stand together shirts, and then to be able to do another project that had nothing to do necessarily with us being a minority owned company, but for us being able to deliver, right? So being a minority owned agency got us in the door and it helped us to be able to build a relationship and to be able to deliver. But then doing the great work is what essentially kept us around. And so I just thought it was a really dope and unique, interesting process to be able to do this. And so for the 50th anniversary, we ended up doing um, 350,000 t-shirts and 300,000 tasting mugs to every employee in the US and Canada. I mean, every single Starbucks location that we went to, we saw our shirts and our products until to this day, we see all of our products and we did it in 2021. And so it's just, it's such a crazy experience to just kind of look back and think about how all of that transpired, right? It all came from that one workshop and speech that I did to connect with one person, right? That one person led to all of this um, was the catalyst to lead to all of it, right? Because you still have to deliver, you still have to do everything, but it's just the importance and the power of relationships and why relationships are so important and why you don't know where your opportunity is going to come from. I used to think that, I don't know, as weird as it sounds, I just, I didn't think opportunities came. I didn't realize the simplicity that opportunities come from people. I just thought opportunities, especially with working with big companies and all this stuff would come in a different way. And I, and I don't really know how to articulate that yet, but I just, I've realized that relationships are everything. Relationships are key. They're the things that are going to open up the doors. They're the things that's going to uh, create opportunities for you. Those are the things that are going to be the relationships are stuff that money can't buy. 
you can't buy a good relationship with somebody. If you burn somebody and do something bad, yeah, I mean, you possibly could do some business stuff with them, but it's not going to last and it's not going to be something that you could really build on. And so <clears throat> looking back at everything, I just think the the importance of building relationships, the importance of going the extra mile and adding value and the importance of playing the long game, right? Like when I look back and analyze how we got there, how we got this account and how this account has grown. Now we do all of the merchandise for the Starbucks reserve um, stores, right? So like all of the Starbucks reserve stores, we handle all the merchandise and the production of, of that. And it all, again, it all started from just doing good work and, and keeping those relationships and building that. So if there's anything that you can take away from this, it's keep those relationships alive, put those relationships first. Think about the long run. Don't think about the short-term dollar. You know, if we would have said and stayed firm to our price in that beginning when Fred reached out to us about the rebrand, none of this stuff would have been possible. If we said, oh, no, it's actually, you know, this much more and we're just not going to be able to do it. I see so many people, so many entrepreneurs, especially in the beginning, think it's all about the money. And if they're not getting paid, they're not going to do it. And that's just such the wrong thinking. It's just especially in the beginning, like all you have is to be able to add value in time, especially when you don't have any clients and you don't have receipts. <laughs> you know, we didn't have receipts at the time. We couldn't like, we couldn't showcase what we had done on that kind of that scale and that level. And so we knew that, okay, we just need to get an opportunity. We just need to have the opportunity to be able to go in there and over deliver on stuff. And we're just going to make sure that when we get in, that they're going to know who we are. You know, and so I think that if you're starting right now or getting ready to start, stop thinking about the short term dollar. Stop thinking about um, the money of it and think about the relationship and the long term aspect of it, because the long term relationship is what's going to pay you out in the future versus the short term dollar, because those dollars are going to end and they're going to go quick. I don't care how much it is. It's not going to last forever. But building a good relationship could pay dividends far into the future. So hope this hope this episode was helpful. Um, I think this is, uh, yeah, I, I think those those principles, as I've looked through how we've gotten all of our accounts, how we've grown our agency and our business has been the things that have been tried and true to get us to where we are without having any salespeople, without having any, you know, business development type of stuff. It's just been pure building relationships, working with people, staying true to our word, adding value, going the extra mile. And thinking about the long-term relationships versus the short-term dollar. So hope it was helpful. I appreciate all your likes, comments, um, and messages. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe, like, comment, whatever. I would love to kind of hear your feedback in terms of episodes that you would like to hear, um, guests that you would like to have us on. And yeah, until next week, I will see y'all soon. Peace.